You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin coming to you from Liechtenstein. Or sometimes Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, as the locals call it. We have a hard time saying it that way. There's kind of this sound that we don't really have in English. Liechtenstein, yes. It sounds much prettier (laughs) from a local. (laughs) We're sitting here on the balcony of our room at Landhaus aus Gießen. If I look off to my left, I see the Swiss Alps because our border with Switzerland here is the Rhine River, which is just to our left, and the Swiss Alps are right there. Over to my right, I see the beautiful Prince's Castle sitting up on the hillside overlooking the town. And what's really interesting about the castle, obviously a lot of castles in Europe when you're traveling around, most of them are showpieces where you can go in and look or see the history. This is actually a functional head of state house that the prince and his family live in. And it sits on a mountain kind of to the east, and if you go over those mountains, you're in Austria. That's right. We are sitting in a beautiful little valley that is about 24 kilometers long. For you Yanks, that's about 16 miles, and it is about 12 kilometers wide. Again, for you Yanks, that's about 8 miles, and there are less than 40,000 people living here. For you Yanks, that's less than (laughs) 40,000. It is a whole country unto itself. Yeah, and what's really interesting is that they have so many jobs here. They actually have people traveling in from Austria, Germany, and Switzerland to work every day, but don't reside here in the country. It's actually this very quaint country. We're in the city part of the country, which is called Vaduz. Yes, Vaduz is kind of the capital, you might say, where all the shops and the museums are that we're going to be talking about later. We'll be talking about ways that you can get here and have a great time here with Sheila Sager, who was our guide here yesterday, who we really had a great time with. And she'll be talking about some of the ways to get here coming up. But before we get to all of that, we first need to do hot topics in travel. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade, our website, travelbrigade.com. Instagram, there's some great photos here of our trip. And Facebook, make sure you like us on Facebook. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin coming to you live from Vaduz. In the beautiful country of Liechtenstein or Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, as I can only get it out the Americano way. (laughs) We've got a lot of great stuff to tell you about here in this beautiful little country coming up. But first, we need to do hot topics in travel. This time I found something on CNN.com, the 20 worst travel mistakes you'll ever make. Hmm, 20 worst travel mistakes. I'm sure we've made a few. We've made a few. What are they? Well, I don't want to go through all 20, but a couple that really stood out to me were ones where you think you're saving money and you are, but it's actually making your trip much worse. Mm. And sometimes the amount of money isn't worth saving. Right. So one was uh, changing money at the airport versus getting into town and changing money. Yes. I've done that before and it costs more money. It costs more money to change it at the airport, but isn't it more convenient? It is more 
convenient. Well, actually, if you think yeah. ahead before you go, I actually like to do it before I leave. Well, yeah, I'm talking about coming into a city. Mm, okay. And, yes, the rate you get at the airport will not be as good as the rate you'll get somewhere in town. But in the meantime, you've got to get into town. You've got to do a cab or a train or whatever. And you've got to walk around and find this place versus you just get off your plane and there's a thing sitting right there. And what they found is, on average, say, if you're changing like $300, you might save $10, by waiting to go into town. And they again, are convenient. And again, you're going into town not knowing what you're going to need and you don't have any cash. Yeah. The second one was taking the super shuttle versus just taking a cab. I've noticed that, especially if there's two people, right? Yes, you will save a little bit if you take the super shuttle, but it's going to take you a much longer time. And again, yes. if you've got two people who are sharing a cab, then it really just kind of wipes out the whole thing. Yeah, because you pay per person. And so you double that fee like right away. And I've noticed when I've been trying to compare those that it's not worth it at all. You just grab a cab or something. Yeah, they had a great quote from the comedian Adam Carolla, which I thought really summed this up well. The shuttle is the worst $20 you'll ever save. It adds 90 minutes to whatever a town, car, or cab would have been. You have the unenviable choice between being dropped off last or being dropped off first and having a bunch of losers who can't afford cab fare and have no friends or loved ones with cars knowing exactly where you live. I think that sums it up. So it is important to be you know, thrifty and save your money when you travel, but okay. don't save small amounts of money and put yourself through hell at the same time. I was going to, can I throw one in that we've done recently, the difference between a first class ticket on a train and a second class ticket on a train? Huge difference we've discovered. Yeah, and it's not really a big price changer. Just not. Yeah, and we're talking about trains here in Europe. Well, we've got a lot to cover in today's show, even though this is a very small, not just country, but a principality. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We're broadcasting from Liechtenstein. The Principality of. The Principality. Yes. And I know I'm not saying that anywhere close to right, but I know it means light and stone, which is what we see a lot of around here. Yes, beautiful light and stone. And beautiful valleys surrounded by the Alps on all sides. Yes. It's just a beautiful place to be, and a lot of you may not have heard a lot about this small but very beautiful country. And so we've got an expert guide here to tell us more about it, Sheila Sager. Welcome, Sheila. For our listeners, tell them a little bit about Liechtenstein and can I give them the uh, Liechtenstein 101, (laughs) where this country is at and what it's near and how it came to be? Well, Liechtenstein is a very exclusive place small principality placed in the center of Europe. Easy access to France, Italy, and uh, Germany. Um, Plenty of possibilities for public transport or if you come here with your own car. Liechtenstein, center of Europe. Uh, This small principality is 24 kilometers long and 12 kilometers wide, placed between Austria and Switzerland. The natural border to Switzerland is the Rhine. Tell us about some of the ways to get here. I know that we actually flew into Zurich and took a train. So tell us, I know there's a couple of other options to get here when you're visiting this country. Well, Zurich is 112 kilometers away uh, from Faduz. If you fly there, you'll find uh, you can get good trained connections to a place in Switzerland called Sargans or books 
which is six kilometers away from Faduz, the capital. You can also fly to Innsbruck. There's an airport there. Then you would have to have your own car, or you can go by train to Feldkirch. Yes, that's in Austria. Tell us a little bit about the prince and the principality and what makes this country different as opposed to other countries. I think a lot of people don't understand really what a principality is. A little bit more about the history here of the country. Princes of Liechtenstein originally came from Vienna and Czechoslovakia, and they wanted to become part of the Holy Roman Empire under Napoleon. To do this, they had to have a principality. Now, in this area, which is called Liechtenstein, there were two counts, the Count of Faduz and the Count of Schellenberg. And these two counts got into very heavy debt. So the Princess of Liechtenstein bought up the area, which was a very poor farming land country at that time. And the princess continued to live in Vienna and Czechoslovakia and came by once a year to collect taxes and then pushed off to Vienna or Czechoslovakia. Until 1938, Prince Franz Josef took up residence in the castle in Faduz before the Second World War. And the reigning prince today still lives in the castle in Faduz. The reigning prince today, Hans Adam, lives in the castle of Faduz. That's the residence for the princely family. It's not open to the public, the castle, but you can go up to the castle area and look around the outside. On the 15th of August, there's a very special day here. It's a national holiday. And on that day, you can go up to the castle. You have parliamentary speeches on the fields outside the castle. Then everybody can walk to the castle, be received by the prince to get drinks and sandwiches. And they have an opportunity to speak to the prince. On this national day, there are many festivities in the village of Faduz, and in the evening, they have a firework display. The fireworks are let down from the castle. And I think what's interesting about the castle is that there are many castles that you can visit, but there aren't that many that you still have reigning heirs to the throne that are living still in the castle. So it's really interesting. There's so much to do here. We've been running around for the last day or so. Well, I was going to say the sort of skyline above the town, what really stands out is that castle and, and driving up there and again you can go around on the outside and, and get a really good view down to the town and the, exactly. the castle from the outside is really neat but yeah there are a lot of other great activities what are some activities if people are going to be here a couple of days three or four top activities you would you would recommend well if you're say up at the castle looking at the outside of the castle you look down onto the prince's vineyard which we visited this morning that was a very interesting uh, time we were explained how the grapes are grown in Paduz the prince owns the largest vineyard in Paduz and then there are many small vineyards belonging to families they send their grapes to the prince's wine cellar wine cellars to have them pressed and put into bottles you can try all these uh, different types of wines. There's uh, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. You can also buy some of the wine. It's not exported into foreign countries because there's not enough of it. If you're in the village of Faduz, you should go to the art center. This is a, a black box. Inside this building, you can see various exhibitions from contemporary artists. And from time to time, the prince lends some of his pictures and, and they're exhibited in the art museum. There's also a national museum where you can see plenty of information about the history and geography of Liechtenstein. They have various exhibitions changing from time to time and uh, various permanent exhibitions within the building. There's also a postal museum for those interested in collecting stamps. You can see how the post industry has been built up throughout the centuries and it's interesting for philatelists 
to see the first stamp that was issued in Liechtenstein, and there are various other examples of Liechtenstein stamps. Well, here where you're visiting, of course, you've got to eat. I've already noticed we've been eating, as usual, for the last little while. But the bakeries are amazing. The restaurants are really good. There's some local beers. Wonderful chocolates. Wonderful chocolates. And an amazing dish we had last night that we're going to let Sheila pronounce, but it's basically sort of little bread dumplings in cheese with grilled onions on top. Yeah. Cannot Delicious. Nope. All what, very good. What's that called? This dish is called Kays Spätzle. Tell us a little bit more about the local food uh, and some of the local beers here. Well, as we were talking about the Kässpätzle, this is the national dish, actually. And otherwise, um, it's more comparable to the Swiss cuisine, you could say. You have plenty of variety, and you can also have Chinese or Indian or whatever you fancy in Liechtenstein. We have our own uh, make of beer. This is just a light beer, and it's very much appreciated by American people because you don't have the same quality in the States. Um, wines, uh, you can uh, taste the Prince's wines uh, in the wine caves, and also these are served in the restaurants. There's so much to do while you're here. As a matter of fact, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about a different area up on the Alps. So not only do you have a downtown area and some of the areas here, but you also have some areas up in the Alps. Yes, we're going to go from the valley to the mountains in our next segment. Sheila's going to stick around and tell us more about that. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and my co-host Jeff Griffin here in Vaduz. In the beautiful little principality, its own nation, its own little valley of Liechtenstein. Yes, there's so much to do here. We were just talking about that in our last interview with Sheila. One of the things we're going to talk about is the Liechtenstein card, which is a great thing to have. You buy it. A lot of the cities here in Europe do these kind of passes, and they inclusive of maybe some of the activities, museums and such. This actually has quite a few activities. There's entrance to pools, there's entrance to the museums, there's entrances to some other activities as well as transportation. And the motor transportation here in this principality is a really good and on-time accurate bus system. Yeah, there are buses running to a lot of different places. You'll want to check the bus schedule because sometimes they only go like once per hour or twice per hour. So you'll want to plan ahead a little bit in advance. But once you know where you're going, yeah, you can really count on them to be on time and do a good job. The guest card you can buy in a one-day segment, a two-day segment, or a three-day segment. Correct. Yeah, and there's lots of things that are included. One of the things that's included is kind of this overall city train, which is actually the first thing we did when we got here to Vaduz. It really kind of gives you an overview of the city, some of the highlights. It's only really 30 or 40 minutes to go through the city, pointing out some of the things that you wouldn't have known that were here, the vineyards of the principality, the prince himself, actually, some old historic houses, the palace, the river, pointing out the boundaries of the country. So that was quite interesting. And then one thing that you have to do while you're here or maybe when you're picking up your city card for a few days, is you can get your passport stamped at the information booth there in downtown Vaduz. 
Yeah, they give you a little stamp showing that you have been in Liechtenstein. Yes, it's a very coveted stamp to have in your passport. And you know what I really loved about the train ride was the official Liechtenstein polka yes, song. I so wanted to get the polka and play it in the back and of this. I couldn't get it all grooving the right way for the show, but if there's any way we can lay it in later, we might do that. <laughs> the Liechtenstein polka. I loved it. We talked a little bit about that train takes you by the Prince's Vineyards. Well, you can go to the Prince's Winery and try some of the wines there. And you can even buy a bottle to take with you because they don't export it. You can only buy it here in Liechtenstein. They do some wonderful Pinot Noirs and Chardonnays. We had it. It was very, a very smooth wine. Yes, I couldn't explain it except for smooth. They're quite smooth. The prices, I thought, were really, really reasonable. I mean, for the, anybody who's been boutique wine to boutique wine sellers, maybe in Napa, Sonoma, California, different places, you know, when you're not doing mass production, it's more expensive to do smaller quantities of wine. And I just thought the prices were really, really reasonable for really quite delightful wines. So it's definitely... On your stop to do. There's also, of course, shopping here. There's lots of shopping. There's a little uh, center of shopping. There's some really cute trinkets that you can get here. And of course, this is such a unique city. Anything with the Principality of Liechtenstein on there is really fun to pick up. We've rented some jerseys for FC Vaduz, which is the soccer team here. And then also the museums. Yeah, they've got several different museums. We talked a little bit about them with Sheila. There's a sports museum. They've actually had Olympic champions, Olympic medalists from this tiny little country in skiing. There is a museum dedicated to the country as a whole. There's also a stamp museum because they put out a lot of different stamps. That's a really interesting thing to see. You cannot be in Vaduz here in downtown and not just look at the castle, but you are, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's up on the hill. It's a beautiful castle. It's been constantly lived in by the heirs of the principality since the early 1900s. It's a very old castle. The walls are so thick. They kept saying how thick they were, and then when we went up there, they must be like five feet thick. And as we talked about before, the royal family is actually living in there, so you can't go in, but you can go up and go and look around kind of on the outside and see the beautiful view down into the valley. As Sheila was telling us, there is a holiday once a year on August 15th, sort of their national holiday where everybody goes up there and the prince sort of puts on a cookout for everybody yes. and you can stop by and say hi to him and, yes. and everything like he that. He opens the doors that day so I think it's very very sweet and very beloved by the people here. They took a vote a few years ago yeah. about whether or not to keep the royalty here in the country and I guess by a very significant number they wanted to keep the prince and the heir prince which is the prince the next in line to the throne and so very beloved by the people here. After hearing about that August 15th holiday one thing I want to know is when is Obama having me over to the White House for exactly. a cookout? Exactly yeah. <laughs> I think on the 4th of July, Obama should open the White House and have a barbecue and invite the whole country for a little tea and toast. I love it. We talked a little bit about food in our interview with Sheila, and we had dinner at Gasthof Au. We got to try the local Liechtenstein brew. It comes in three different sizes. When we ordered, got the wimp size. When we ordered the mini size, they were like, oh, that's really small. That's too small well, they for brought, you. They brought it out, and it's basically uh, probably at least a, you know more than a 12-ounce can. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite big, but I won't repeat what I told Jeff it was called, but only because of the quantity of it. The real men here, they get big beers, so it's been quite warm. It's been the summer, so we've been drinking smaller samples and, of course, you know, trying to try different things. We've been trying to stick to the smaller samples, but they don't appreciate that. So the other thing here when you're running around is you have to go see the Red House. 
Yeah, and the train tour will take you by there. That's the oldest house here that dates back to the early 1300s. A lot of history there, and that's one of the fun things about this country is you can trace the history back hundreds of years. We have more to go. We're going to go up to the Alps in our next interview, talk about a place called Malbun, which is up in the Alps here in the country, in the Principality. We'll be talking more with Sheila up next. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade, Instagram, our website, TravelBrigade.com and like us on Facebook. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in the small but incredibly beautiful country of Liechtenstein. We're talking about a lot of different places and things here in Liechtenstein. So make sure you go to our website, TravelBrigade.com. Check out our hot sheet where we'll have links posted to a lot of the things we're talking about. We've got a wonderful expert here to talk with, Sheila Sager. And she told us in her last interview a little bit about Badu's down in the valley. Now we're going up the mountain to Malboon. Which is part of the Alps in the Rhine Valley. Tell us, Sheila, why people go up there, particularly in the winter and in the summer, some of the different activities that are available up there. Well, if you're driving up to Malbun, you get a wonderful view of the whole valley. You can see the Rhine, which comes down from the canton of uh, Graubünden in Switzerland and um, comes along this way. The other side of the Rhine is Switzerland, and this part is Liechtenstein, where you're driving up. And as I say, you can get this good view as you're driving up on the road. In the winter, uh, Malbun is a small skiing resort. We have modern lifts, and it's very good for families because uh, they can keep good track of their children. There's opportunities to stay in chalets. You have to order the chalet quite a long way ahead, or you can stay in different hotels. There's one hotel which specializes in taking care of children, which is very convenient if you have a young family. We have short steep slopes going up the mountains to a height of around 6,000 feet at the top. There are two chairlifts and uh, some drag lifts. We were talking earlier about how convenient Liechtenstein is to many other countries, and it's also convenient to many other top ski resorts if you want to do a top ski vacation, come here for your family and the great atmosphere here, and then you can easily get to several other of the top resorts. By the top resorts, we mean uh, Klosters, Davos, Larks, Flims, that's in Switzerland, or uh, you can go to Lech, Zürs, which are very famous for skiing, all within an hour's distance from Liechtenstein if you're based in Liechtenstein. We're here in the middle of the summer right now. We're actually on our way up to the Alps this afternoon. Tell us a little bit about what we're going to expect and some of the activities that we'll be doing up there today. Well, there's wonderful opportunities for uh, good hikes and um, mountain climbing. Some of the paths are quite uh, challenging with ladders and ropes and narrow paths. You have to be pretty sure-footed. But there are also lovely uh, walks in the woods or along uh, streams as you're going up the mountains. If you're in Malbun itself, there's a, a falconry. Uh, they have shows every afternoon in the summer at 3 o'clock. And uh, Norman Fergley will be able to tell you all about birds' life. You can spend the better part of a day up there, and there are dining options up there as well. When you get into uh, Malbun, you'll see a red building on the uh, left-hand side, the restaurant Fögele, belonging to a family, and they give really wonderful meals and huge portions. Two people can eat one 
menu. I think we're also taking a walk around the perimeter. It sounds like there's some local out products up there we'll be able to try. So it sounds like a nice, full, fun day. There's so much to do here. Uh, we've been here the last day or so, and for such a, a small size of a principality, there's a, a lot to do. Thank you so much, Sheila. Your information has been great. Again, go to TravelBrigade.com and check out our hot sheet for links to a lot of the places we've been talking about. You've been listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out at Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Vaduz. We are here. You can hear the bells in the background. This is a common occurrence here from the beautiful cathedral behind us. There are so many old and elegant buildings, but we actually took a little transportation up to Maboon, which we were just talking about in the last interview, which is actually up in the Alps. It's a beautiful, beautiful Alps city. So beautiful, so much to do up there. Yeah, Malboon is a nice little village up there, and there's a ski resort there. And so in the summertime, you can take the ski lift up to the top and then look around down into the valley. And I even hiked up a little bit further, and you know what I saw? More Alps. More Alps, another valley <laughs> with more Alps behind that. You can actually cross val- over to Austria. Yes. yes, yes. And actually, they call it Heideland. There's a little bit, that's where the story, right over the point of the Alps where we are in Austria is where they call Heideland, where the story of Heidi was developed. And one thing, <laughs> one thing that looked really fun, we didn't try it, but they had these little sort of like dirt scooters, bu- yeah, scooter, dirt bike scooters, almost like a big wheel, a larger version of a big wheel yeah. with, with better, yes. better tires. So you sit down and you go down, so you go up the Alps, and when you get to the top, instead of walking down, you actually get on these little mini tricycle things that are kind of cool, like a big wheel, like Jeff said, and you actually take them down. People were all geared up to go. That was quite fun. Another really interesting thing is just the connection with the, you know, we noticed like lots of, of course, cows and cowbells. The cowbells, uh, you wonder where that comes from. It's all the cows that are up in the Alps so the Alpsmen can actually hear where their animals are, but there were donkeys. And what's also very interesting is we went to a falconry show. Yes, at the hotel and restaurant Galena, Norman Vogeli puts on a very interesting show about falcons. He's a falconer and shows you a lot of different falcons, and they do little flying things. And if you've got kids, the kids get to come participate and put on those big leather gloves and have the bird fly up and sit on yeah, that Yeah, the kids seem to, it's a very family-oriented show. The kids really seem to love it. It is an after the show, um, after he does some really just, you know, interesting, explains about them, brings out different types of these large birds. I mean, they're just really interesting. But at the end, all the kids or adults of any age can line up and actually take a picture with one of the birds. And it's quite interesting. Some good food can be had up there. You can hike about 20 minutes up to something called Alp Pradami, which is an operating dairy farm. They take the dairy products, make their own yogurt, their own milkshakes, a lot of different things, their own cheeses. And you hike up there and then you sit down and you're right across from where they keep the cows and you try these different things. Do the milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> I don't know how that translates in German. <laughs> but We also ate at the restaurant Galena where the hotel is where we saw the falconry show. One thing I really liked was I got the plate, which I think sort of 
translated as the Melbourne special. Yeah, local local specialties from the area of Melbourne. Including, you know, of course, wonderful Swiss cheese and then some meats, kind of a plate like that, and then they give you bread with it. And that was a really great dish. It was really clear people that were coming up there. Uh, they were geared out to hike. It was, you know, spending the entire day there. As you can hear, the bells are still ringing in the background here in Vaduz. It's, like I said, a very common sound here in the city. But people there up in Melbourne were all geared up, ready to go hiking. They, you know, really can make a day of it. You can pack a picnic and bring it up there. There's restaurants up there. And there's not for a lack of buying uh, gelato or ice cream up there because it's, you know, very warm up there. There's several places you can get that. It's very nice and refreshing. Yeah, and it takes about a half an hour by bus to get up there. And then, of course, the lift. We were talking a little bit about the lift. You know, it's a ski resort in the winter, but the lifts take you up on the Alps in the summer for beautiful views. Well, coming back, we're going to need to wrap it up and talk about our favorites from this wonderful place in He Said, She Said. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin in a principality. The principality of Liechtenstein, and I love the way principality just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's fun to say. I want to have a principality. Principality is fun to say. Liechtenstein, for our American tongues, is a little bit harder to say. Liechtenstein, the principality of Liechtenstein. This is the, towards the end of the show, where we do He Said, She Said. We each pick our three favorites for the particular destination. And she said, even though we call it He Said, She Said, for some reason, mainly because I'm just a gentleman, She Said always goes first. Well, I'm just going to have to throw it out there. I've heard it more than once when I've been here. The Liechtenstein Polka. If everything goes well, I'm hoping to be playing a little bit of this when we send out this show. It was on the little train ride that we were telling you about earlier that takes you around and, and shows you everything. And I understood little parts of it, given my All I know journey. is it kept saying Polka. And yes. it was like really, anyway, it was really quite fun to listen to. So that was <laughs> that's number three. All I know is there was one part where it says something that says I, I, I. And then it says another thing. It says nine, nine, nine. So nine, nine, nine. Any song that goes no, yes, no, yes, no. yes, yes, yeah. and then no, 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 no. no. It's a good there song. There you go. What more do you need? My number three was the bus system here. Oh, yeah. It was actually really convenient. A little nation of 38,000 or so people, and they've got this great bus system that gets you everywhere you need to go. To Switzerland, and, to Austria, yeah. all over downtown. And again, let me just say, Swiss, German, Liechtenstein, all very timely places. Yes. <laughs> Yes. The bus says it's coming at 22 after. It's there at 22 after. Very nice, very clean, beautiful buses that show you exactly where you're going and what the next stop is. Exactly. And, My number two is the Prince's Winery. It's a private winery owned by the Prince, and he has a collection of wines there that are grown in his vineyards. And it was just quite nice to go and visit the vineyards, visit his winery, uh, look at the production, how it was made, do a tasting of some of the wines. And it was just a really fun experience. And quite honestly, I guess I have to say, and I've been saying this few times to people that ask me, I thought the wine prices were amazing. This is a boutique winery. For anyone who thinks of like quite large wineries, they obviously the production cost is less 
in a larger winery, but the boutique wineries, if you ever go to small wineries in wine country areas, they're more expensive to produce, and so therefore the wines are more expensive. But I thought the wine prices were amazing. My number two was the day we went out to Malboon. Oh, that was fun. The little town up on the mountain we were telling you about. There were a lot of fun things to do up there. What I really liked was taking the chairlift up to the top and then going to look over into the next valley, and there were more (laughs) Alps and then more Alps after that. We were going to stroll over to Austria. (laughs) It's just, you know, little stroll to Switzerland and then to Austria. What's your number one? Well, I was going to say Heidi Land, which is right over where we were up there by the Alps, which is the story of where Heidi was made. But no, I just want to say the principality is my favorite. I love the word principality. And no, actually, really, seriously, what I think is fun is just that it's so intimate and small. We've actually been fortunate enough to go to some countries, Vatican City, which is very small city. The smallest. Yeah, the smallest. We've been to Monaco. And I don't know, there's something about the charm of these smaller countries that are so tight-knit and unique, and they're bordered by other countries. And I just find it fascinating. So, the Principality. The Travel Brigade Tour of Tiny Countries. Yes, we'll have to do that in one show. Mine is kind of along the same lines. I loved going up to the castle and beautiful views down to the valley. Mm -hmm. The the building itself looked interesting. You can't go inside because the family is living there. Yes, it's really unusual to have a royal family or the reigning monarch the reigning monarch live in an actual castle this is again the charm of a small nation once a year on august 15th they have their national holiday the prince invites everybody up and out on the grounds around the castle he hosts a big barbecue and you can even get served i guess they don't do burgers but um, sandwiches, sandwiches and drinks they and told drink. us okay has you a can... garden party for everyone yeah. you get to meet him and converse with the family and all that So we need to come back next year in August. Yes, I would definitely love to do that. (laughs) Have a little meet and greet with the prince and have a little sandwich and a drink. Again, Obama, where's my White House barbecue? I know. (laughs) I'm going to write a little note and say that to just be like, hey, listen, on the 4th of July, it's our independence celebration. Why don't you open the White House and have a barbecue? It's not a critique of Obama. If it was a Republican in there. Right. No, yeah. This is just just a presidential. Any president. Yeah. Any president. every president. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What we're saying is we want the president to host a barbecue on the 4th of July. Bottom line. Regrettably, it's time for us to leave Liechtenstein. Yes, it is. The principality. The prince. Time for us to leave the principality and yeah. head off to, I don't know, a monarchy, a democracy, <laughs> a, a plutocracy, a theocracy. I, I don't we'll, know. We'll Another ruled nation. End. Yes. We'll have to see where we end up. We'll be back next week with yet another fine destination for you on the Travel Brigade show. In the meantime, please remember that there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week. See you next week. Enjoy the trip. Mm-hmm.